Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash, but the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, trashlings, and welcome back to another episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. And I'm Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Molshine. And we've got a hodgepodge Harold ep, which is usually some of our best work. I know. I'm actually really excited because, yeah, the list this morning already had me laughing just at the breadth and the depth of the characters. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if we're going to be able to find some common thread. But I think we will. My first item on the agenda is I read Julia Fox's memoir, Down the Drain. I'm on chapter three. Okay. I started out being like, this girl's lying. There's no way this is true. And then I kept going and I was like, okay, so she's just got this chaotic life. She hangs out exclusively with people who are like drug addicts who steal stuff. Okay, this is getting more and more believable. And then I Googled her dad and found that her dad and brother got arrested a few months ago for uh, selling fentanyl. They had all these um, all these drugs in their apartment and they were also 3D printing guns to sell so i was like okay i was like okay i believe i believe every word of this now wait crazy that's crazy yeah so as i was reading the book like i was left with two questions the first one was how did all of these people afford to live in manhattan the people that she describes like her friends parents and everything they are like hoarders. They beat their kids. They don't have jobs. They're low lives. And I say that because they're not nice to their kids. It's not a money thing. It's a you're a piece of shit thing. How do these people live in Manhattan? I don't understand. Uh, no one really gave me that satisfying of an answer. I think one person was like they probably bought their houses in the 70s. But then my second question, I did get a pretty satisfying answer from friend of the pod, Alana Kaplan. She oh. is a journalist who was on this podcast back when it was diva behavior she was on the pretty wild episode because she didn't she did an oral history of pretty wild whoa great i so, will be scrolling back to listen to that yeah so i had posted like um how come julia fox's dominatrix name is valentina and then she named her son valentino and she doesn't seem to have noticed that these are almost the exact same name she doesn't <laughs> say anything about it in the book Alana interviewed her and asked her that question. Thank you, Alana. Journalism matters. Wait, did she ask it because you inspired the question? No, no, no. She had already asked her that. Oh, wow. Same. Great minds. Great minds. And I had missed it like an asshole. But she said. a baby. Yeah. Julia said, "Uh, no, I never thought about it. I named my son after my grandfather, Valentino. To which I then am like, okay, so you named your 
dominatrix. No, so you name named yourself after your grandpa, actually. Yeah, you picked a <laughs> dominatrix name that was the same as your grandpa. Like, there is still something really Freudian and crazy going on here. I think your mic is facing the wrong way. We don't need to edit this out. Just turn it around and everyone will hear us spitballing. This is improv. Wait, hold on. Let me just make sure it's selected. But yeah, so the book was really good. It was really crazy. Uh, she has a crazy life. I did not realize she was still like in active addiction while she was doing Uncut Gems. And she didn't really stop until she met her baby daddy and she really liked him. And he was like, I don't think it's cool that you do drugs. And she was like, oh, word. Never mind then. <laughs> stop doing drugs. <laughs> it's like, wait, that's all it took? Like, you got arrested with, with heroin in your car. You got went through all this shit. You fumbled the bag. She fumbles the bag with a billionaire sugar daddy. Like, wow. all this crazy shit happens. And then one guy is like, drugs are whack. And she's like, oh, right, 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 right. <clears throat> I just also got eyeliner like all over my face, so that's just sort of a problem. But well, we're um, doing Julia Fox, so it's- oh yeah, oh my god! In honor of Jay Fox, I just smeared. I needed. I could have used a sharpener, but um, it's part and parcel. It truly is. This is method podcasting. But um, the funny thing for me is that the reason that I was compelled to read it because remember at first I asked you, you were like, "I'm not going to." Then you said you started. Then I was in the car with my dad on the way to the airport, and he was like, "I just finished the Julia Fox book," and I was like, "What?" Like, oh yeah, what so- did your dad think of it? <laughs> Um, he really liked it. He recommended it to me. He was like, yeah, it's really great. He reads everything. Oh, I think it was because I was complaining about how I went to college with the Safdie brothers and how they're just like way better than me. <laughs> like they have like real, like they were in all my classes. They're like the only ones that are like really successful. What? And my I dad's like, that. You could have oh, been yeah. Safdie's muse? Literally. If only I had been on heroin and went from New York City and not New Jersey and on weed. But um, that's it. <laughs> that was that's the only thing. I'm only on chapter three, but it's like so far up to chapter three, we are still when she's 14 and we are, we are getting painstaking detail about every friend she ever had. And I'm like, how are all of these moments so important to you? And how do you remember? Like, and I picked her up and spun her around. Like, I don't remember. I remember like who I could name my like best friends in different eras, but like some of these are just like, we just get wasted and walk around the park. And it's like, wow, you, and you remember those. That's great. But I think that one we're talking about, though, like, why was it, like, some guy that would just get her to stop doing shit? It's because, like, the the first takeaway that I'm getting from the book, one through three, is that, like, all she wanted was close friends and people that she felt connected to. So I could totally see where she would be really quick to change her style, drug habits, fill in the blank. Even though she's, like, girls rule, boys rule, she's also, like, anything for Valentino. The other Isn't the guy that she lost her virginity to also Valentino? I forget. He was Italian, though. The other right. thing that... I found really like this book actually helped me get over a lot of my trauma around being, let's say, and I didn't come up with this term, but I like it precociously sexual as a teen and tween, Mm. like being a young teenage kind of like hornball and feeling always feeling shame about that because everyone that's you're a punchline like, oh, the, you know, the blowjob. Well, it's like, it's not the sexual precocity. It's the feedback from the world around you right and it's the get caught city that's yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) yes yes and that's what happened to her she got caught and molly did coin that term yes i did i did i did (laughs) she gets caught and the whole town in italy is talking about what a little hoe she is and like i don't know it was really really therapeutic for me to read that from someone else and be like okay this i could actually like this doesn't have to be a 
a censored out version of my life story. Like it can be part of it, you know, like absolutely. It actually is okay. It's okay. It's completely okay. And I also was sort of grateful that she brought like just a little bit of credence to my point that I feel like every time I try to make it on the pod, it's like, wow, you sound like really weird, Sarah. But like the amount of times where she was like, I was 11, he was 24. I was 14, he was 26. Not that that was okay, but that it was something that I saw a lot of. Like, yeah. like the conversation around like young girls and grooming, like the millennials grew up at a time where I think statutory rape was just like really normal. Yeah. Like, well, I think up until about 10 years ago, throughout history, statutory rape was the norm. It was what it was, actually what, what you normal. strove for. <laughs> like, Wait, wasn't it? Yeah, that was like the thing. Final thought about Julia Fox's memoir. After I finished it, I read Heather Gay's memoir and they could not be more hilariously different. That's a hilarious one-two punch. What made you decide to read Heather's right after Julia's? What a funny thing to do. I know. I, it was just languishing in my Kindle store. And I was <laughs> like, oh, I better get to this one. And Heather, obviously, her book is called Bad Mormon. She's one of the real housewives, housewives of Salt Lake City. And she is like a virgin until marriage. And she was <laughs> a late marriage for a Mormon as well. So it was just such a different experience and it was wild to read the two things and just also like as a newly minted parent just to be you know getting this all of the the two different extremes of like horribly permissive parenting to horribly restrictive parenting who how do you find a good place in the middle i guess it's pretty easy to not be mormon and not be abusive but i don't know sure it was just right. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely like two opposite ends of the spectrum. But I, I don't yeah. know. I think the real answer, and I don't mean to be so corny, but I think it's just like be yourself. I know, but Heather Gay's parents were being themselves. And they well, right. But feel- like we can't avoid giving our children issues under any circumstance, but we can give them issues that are like to the best of our ability. Like I feel like Julia Fox's parents, I mean, at the end of the day, they were doing the best they could. And Heather mm-hmm. Gay's parents are the reason that she has a reality TV career. So it's sort of uh-huh. like, would I rather Daphne had a healthy childhood, but then just became an accountant? I guess. I guess. She could have a healthy childhood and still become successful and follow her dreams. I don't know. Hopefully, knock on wood. Okay. What else do we got? We got the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Monica Nikki Garcia, a.k.a. Monica Fowler, a.k.a. she's got like 30 aliases. Have Are you caught up? Okay, so I watched that last episode of the season. I didn't watch the women tell all. I imagine it was going to be more of the same, which was just like them yelling at each other. The reunion? Yeah, the reunion. What do you mean women tell all? What is that? I'm sorry. I was, I was still, my mind's, my mind's at the bachelor wedding. My mind's at the golden bachelor wedding. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> the women tell all. I mean, actually, it still does like work there. So, yeah. but. Okay, so I watched the reunion. Now, sometimes I get nervous when, not even you, but anybody, whenever anybody's like, trust me, it's a standalone episode. I'm like, this is, even even Law & Order SVU, it's helpful to, like, have a through line. But I'm like, let's just see. So I watched it with Joanne DeVito, who was here. And I want to just, first of all, say, you were right. This is a standalone finale episode. It Yeah, it's like a one-act play. Yes, like, the only thing I had to explain to Joanne was, like who Jen Shaw was and why Jen Shaw was in prison because that was sort of the 
we'll call it the, the prelude to the play. But it was like th- that because like that was like sort of why the account existed. But if anybody didn't watch, and even if you don't watch at all, Monica is the character that came in to replace Jen when Jen went to prison it turns out monica had worked for jen and after all this time we are just finding out in the finale that monica actually has a secret double life of being an online troll account that exposed jen shaw in the first place right i i (laughs) yes it's wild it's so meta on so many levels it's a plot twist we've never seen before it's a plot twist i hope we it's a plot twist i hope we never see again frankly because like Salt Lake City already barely has a fourth wall. Like, this podcast, I really like, Watch What Crappens. They call it Housewives Community Theater because these women are performing. They're trying so funny. It's so bad. Like, I don't like Salt Lake City. It's one of, like, I will always tune in just because I like a lot of the characters, but the fights and the things that they do just don't really work, you know, because they're trying too hard. So this is, like, just completely what was left of the, their fourth wall was one of those like folding walls that you get changed behind if you have like a silk robe do you know what i mean it's like lomans in the 2000s it was like what do you mean dressing room get naked with all these people yes yes i forgot about <laughs> like, that oh my god <laughs> did you remember that why did they I, uh, that was one of my like like if you were like molly gives blowjobs i was like yeah i i was like sarah's staring at everyone's tits in the lomans and wondering like what is normal <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like i feel like i was always trying to get a glimpse of a vagina uh just to see what was normal i was like that was like part of the reason i even started like really wearing underwear in the first place because like if you went to lomans and you didn't have underwear on it was a lot harder to be shimmying in and out of dresses so ew if there's a door you change in and out of stuff with no underwear no, you could never. That's what I'm saying. I know. But oh, like- you mean if there was a door? Oh, yeah, I would just hide it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. not in a, not in a way that would get my pussy on anything, but like, yeah, I'm like your you butt know, crack thong. I, I was in thong era. I was in thong era. Yeah, but they hold something in. Would you not wear underwear? Isn't that just, uncomfortable? Just doo doo particles. Um, I'm gonna have to cut that. But right, no, that's um, true. Don't cut it. Okay, that's the truth. That it holds in doo doo particles. I mean, I. Do I think it's uncomfortable or comfortable to wear? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's either way, really. I don't think. I think at the time, the reason for not wearing underwear then was because I was like, panty lines. Like, remember when we were in high school? It was like, panty lines. Right. BPL, yeah. <laughs> you were but, not allowed to have panty lines. But that's why you wear a thong. Right. But like, then there was the other way about thongs where it was like, 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 um, tail showing back tail showing it was also oh, low-rise jeans era and i was never into the whale tail ever yeah but sarah i bet your butt crack was hanging out as a consequence and you didn't know you were probably point slotting it up out there oh my god you yeah think? coin slot sarah that's what they called you oh i mean they called me a lot of things but fuck another one okay what were we talking about i'll take it City. i don't care what okay. you call me just call me anyway yeah, I wasn't even thinking it from a fourth wall perspective, but that's so true that it's like, oh, so now it's like they're revealing this fourth wall of the world itself, which is this like online, like them even making an online troll account a part of the season's drama in the first place is almost a breaking of the fourth wall in and of itself because it's acknowledging right. that like they're real people that are doing real things that can be exposed for things outside of the show. Is If I'm getting it's it right. Show. Right. To me, the first thought that I had was, oh, this is kind of giving me the same flavor as 
Rachel, Raquel Levis and her behavior on the last season, because in a way, even though they were both doing the objectively wrong thing, the the human wrong thing, the morally wrong thing, they were doing the right thing for reality TV and reality TV career. Right. And that's where I get so bored of the conversations around it, because it's like, I don't want to talk about who's the best at staying on housewives i just want to enjoy the show right like i understand it is interesting in a way to pay attention to like how they keep themselves on the show and how they keep themselves relevant but when that's the main conversation instead of just here's what's going on each week it kind of sucks yeah i agree well and i think that there's also a difference between how do they keep them on the show versus i think specifically with monica and with raquel they are actually like from the other side. They're from the fifth wall. No, I don't know. But they're they're like right. from the other side. So they actually like whereas like, a lot of the earlier housewives or even anybody that's like on the beginning of a season sort of feels like they're like they have like literal main character energy. Yeah, they they just think the early seasons, they're like, oh, they're delusional, which is so important. And they're yes, like, yes, <laughs> I am so important and interesting that. Yeah. This this production company is making a documentary about my life. That is what the early season ladies thought. That's so true. And it is what made those early seasons so good. Correct. But now they're just kind of like, I want to be a real housewife. I want to be an influencer. And they're all way too self-aware. And they're all self-producing. None of them are acting normal. Like, yes, they're kind of, you know, obviously they're all acting in the way that they think they should act. So it is personalized to each lady, but like just so many of the fake fights on the show are just so boring and stupid. And it's not real. Like when there's a real fake fight, like, like, like a Kelly real, Benson, wait, 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 a real fake fight versus. No, wait. I meant a real fight. I meant oh, a real okay. Fight. I'm like, wait, is that? Wow. I'm like, I don't really know. I don't really know how the brains of a baby system works. Okay. Got it. When Kelly Ben Simone said to Bethany Frankel, I'm up here, you're down here. And then Bethany spun out for years because of that. Yeah. Like that's, that's real because that's just like one woman saying something shitty to another woman and yes. it's relatable and interesting and stupid. But like, I don't know, these fake fights now, I don't know. They're just dumb. The thing about Monica and Raquel is these are two examples of, well, these were not, these were actually real fights, but it was like almost, it wasn't fake drama, but it was like, like, cause the, the new class castmates seem to have a different, like, so right. The, 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 the first round of casting is like, we're so interesting that they're doing a documentary about us. What a funny and good way to put it. But then the, the people that like are trying to like jump in from the back line are like, okay, what's going to be my shtick? Why am I, why am I interesting enough to be on this show? And it's like, oh, well, if you do something really scandalous, then, mm-hmm you kind of at least guarantee yourself a job should you choose to keep one for at least, you know, a season or two. I feel like there's like those like staple players like Kyle, but then like new class sort of rotating door vibes. Well, okay. It's so interesting because the thing with Monica is I think the thing that would make her more similar to Raquel is the fact that her previous connection to the show was being Jen Shaw's assistant. And that's why they cast her. And that is juicy. So that is why they cast her though. They cast her because it was like in lieu of, in lieu of Jen. Right. We'll take her assistant. She like emailed the show and was like, Hey, I used to work for Jen. I helped. I collaborated with the feds and like, I would be an awesome addition to your show basically. 
So that is really interesting. And I think that's fine. I think that's great. But and she thing- is like pretty. Like she clearly has been like working on her look for this. Like I yeah. feel like the minute Jen was cash, she was like, oh, I could do this. Yeah. And she has a crazy ass mom. And the first half of the season online was dominated with people talking, oh, poor Monica. Her mom is so crazy. Oh, really? Yeah. Her mom's a narcissist. Monica's a victim of abuse. And now it turns out Monica is a complete con artist. Like she is a con artist. And she's basically salt burn for Salt Lake City. She literally is salt burn. Yeah. She is. People have been saying that. Salt burn Lake City. (laughs) Yeah. So she, that's what's so wild about it. Like in the reunion, which I did watch this morning, she just, they catch her in lies. Like somebody says to her, Heather says to her, oh, you said that you wanted to be Jen Shaw's assistant because Kim Kardashian started out as Paris Hilton's assistant. And Mm -hmm. you worked for Jen for free because you thought it would get you famous. And she's like, I never said that. And then Heather plays a recording of her being like, I'm fucking working for Jen Shaw, like Kim Kardashian worked for Paris. Like she literally says it verbatim and like proudly. And it's so crazy, but it's so embarrassing. Yeah. She's just a huge liar. She, you know, she has like four or five different last names and she's also suing Heather's company, Beauty Lab and Laser, because she owes them money. How could you sue someone because you owe them money? I don't know. I forget what the actual suit is, but that's absurd. Heather, I know Heather. Heather went and looked for her in her database and was like, "Oh my god, this lady with the same birthday is here under four different names, and they all <laughs> owe us money." <laughs> I love that it was the birthday that stayed the same. Yeah, and like last week, they were in an episode in Bermuda where the whole time they were in Bermuda, she was like, "My family built this. My family built so much on this island. My family is really important to the oh, island." Oh yeah, I blah, noticed blah, blah, blah. that. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna meet them, and then. At the last minute, she's like crying and she's like, my mom called my family and they're not meeting us anymore. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, what? You, just, you made that up. You made that. That's crazy. Up. Like you just made that up. So she is a complete, she's nuttier than squirrel turds. And the thing that is really <laughs> scary about it is that like, she is really pretty and she is really well-spoken and articulate and she comes across completely normal. She did such a good job weaponizing her mom to make it seem like she was a victim of a narcissistic parent when in reality, like, yeah, maybe she is, but she's also definitely cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Like, it's crazy. So I need to know how much Gemini is in her chart, first of all, because Mm -hmm. she is, she is double life queen. She's got like a quadruple life. Oh, you know, she also, um, was excommunicated from the Mormon church because she had an 18 month affair with her brother-in-law. What? Yes. Her husband's sister's husband. She had an affair with him and that's why she got a divorce. Oh my God. That's awful. She's crazed, Sarah. Like she is, she's the kind of person who like, if they come into your life and you start to peel back the layers, you are just legitimately terrified. She does drive-bys on these women's houses. She stalks them. She's, she's a crazy stalker con artist it's insane she had and the big debate in like the bravo community right now which is my only community because i am now a stay-at-home mom with nobody (laughs) officially 
finally Nick's paternity leave ran out and my mom's not here. So finally I am literally alone all day and Bravo is my only friends. But look, if I have to come to Ireland, I'll get a passport next year. Okay. I know (laughs) someday, but she like the whole Bravo community question now is, is she going to be back next season? Because none of the ladies are going to want to film with her to which I say, none of the ladies filmed with Danielle Staub season two of New Jersey. And it was one of the best seasons. Don La Histoire, if you ask me. I think this brings up one of the one of the age old real housewives, real questions as we enter our 90th season of production or whatever. It's like, how much do we need them to pretend to be friends and how because like like even on Salt Lake City, I guess this season I got the whiff from that one episode that maybe Meredith and Lisa were having some problems. But like I would say from like the beginning of because I did watch all of season one of of Salt Lake City. You got the sense that, like, oh, actually, like, like Heather and Whitney are actually cousins from the same community. And, like, oh, you get the sense that, like, oh, Meredith and Lisa are actual friends. Like, yeah. they it they does do feel all, like they really they are friends. Go, yeah, Heather goes into, in her book, How She Knew Them All, which is good because you're like, okay, they actually are. I love that. They do all know each other because that's what is wrong with a lot of the shows. New York, the new New York reboot horrible none of them clearly none none of them know each other they were like right cast from like a casting call yeah and they're pretending to be friends and it's so boring and awful to watch but okay let's go through her chart so your question your brilliant question was how much gemini is in this bitch's chart well let me tell you i'm so excited great work mom monica has her son in gemini oh my god of course she does of course she does exactly conjunct her Mars in <gasps> Gemini. Stop. So she's she's like warfare. Gemini yeah. warfare. Yeah. She is weaponizing these secret identities and this subterfuge against people. This is perfect. Astrology is real. No, astrology is real. It's so perfect. You're going to die when I tell you a few other things. Because first, in terms of what else is in Gemini, guess what else is in Gemini? <sighs> Don't make me guess. Now I'm going to make a fool of myself. Her North Node. Oh, my God. So, like, she's actually living her destiny by being a psycho. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, sometimes our purposes are not always as what we think of as main character energy is highly subjective. Like, sometimes your purpose is to be the villain. Sometimes, like, there's a, there's a place in this world. Like, everybody's chart has and like, that a- place is Real Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Like, in another version of her chart, maybe she's, like, an incredible fiction writer or you know an incredible interviewer but this is the way that she took it but so in the way that she took it but in the way that she's taking it and how hardcore and public and extreme the double-sidedness is in every way is is her purpose so wild that's the other thing that a lot of people are saying is like why are we mad at monica when we didn't have this like as in the cast heather especially why are you so mad at Monica when you didn't have that energy for Jen Shaw, who was actually stealing people's life savings? Okay, so a few questions. That's a great question. The one thing I want to say just before I forget it is that we we must keep in mind, too, that what does Gemini also represent? Community and local community. So to be on, like, a real housewife show, highlighting and putting on blast not only the your own personal duality, but who you are within the community, and then highlighting other people within the community, even to the point where she made a online burn book of Jen Shaw, 
duplicitously highlighting her in the community as well. I mean, this whole chart is so it's just it it lives on it's not even duplicity, it's quadruple quadruple whipple whippleicity. So crazy. Because <laughs> wait, let me tell you why. Guess what her moon is in? Her moon is in Scorpio. Aquarius. Aquarius. That was my second guess. Fuck. I knew it. No, but it's in Aquarius with Lilith. With Lilith. Wow. So she's like, because you'd be so lucky to reject me. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. That's so crazy. Here's the other thing, though. She is telling us that her whole reason for running this account, Reality Von Tease, was to expose Jen Shaw. She's like, no, I didn't do anything wrong. All I did was expose Jen Shaw. I think we have to be really careful about taking her at her word with that because I'm sure she didn't just do it for the righteous cause of exposing Jen Shaw. Like she Well, always- and also her her uncle's not the mayor of Barbados. So like Right. I mean, Bermuda. it feels like it feels like everything she says is like just sort of made up. Right. Like I'm sure she also was just like gleefully mudslinging at all the other wives. Also, right. a lot a lot of it has been deleted. So who knows even what is on there because this wasn't really on a lot of people's ra- I think it only had like 5000 followers until this week and then it kind of blew up because people want to see what they post next but so she it's she's also speaking of community it's the perfect crime because several other people run this account so anything that they say she posted about them she's going to say oh no that was Tanisha or that was so and so you know what i mean like she okay. has baked in plausible deniability into this scheme a few questions here. Um, cause I want to also come back to re why is Heather mad at Monica and not as mad as Jen? First off, can we just put a pin in that because it's going to come back around? But like, let's make sort of a beautiful mind wall of, of this psychotic friend group. I'm yeah. curious about Tanisha. So Heather introduced us to Tanisha as her hairstylist of three years. Mm-hmm. Tanisha is the one that confirmed that Monica was this account. Um, but Tanisha is also this account. So why? So not only why is I have an idea about why Heather might be more mad at Monica, but why is Tanisha getting this this golden edit? Who did whose dick did Tanisha suck to stay out of the storyline? Because wouldn't Heather be the maddest overall at Tanisha, who's actually been her Monica's just some bitch. Tanisha's been her hairstylist and. Why wasn't, why didn't Heather have a reaction? I'm sure just because it's edited, but it's like, she should have been like, it was Tanisha. Heather should have been like, oh my God, I'm also being betrayed by Tanisha. Why was Tanisha not in the betrayal stew? Maybe because she's the one who came clean. You know, when you cooperate with the authorities, you get immunity. So like, maybe she's just like, thank you for telling me Tanisha or, or maybe she is mad at Tanisha, but just because Tanisha is not on the show, they're not talking about it. It would be great. They should bring Tanisha next season. No, they won't. They shouldn't. They shouldn't because that would be a weird precedent to set to be bringing in. Like, I don't want this to well, ever it's happen like, again. Th- th- this belongs on Bad Girls Club, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, this this whole, like, person running a Bravo account, I, I don't want this to become, like a trend in Bravo where you run and I don't want to call it a troll account because some of these accounts are doing journalism. This could just be journalists, but I don't think like one of the golden rules of journalism is that you don't get mixed up with your sources. You stay on the outside. So Mm. that's why this is so 
you know, they're all gobsmacked that this lady is among them and calling it a troll account kind of minimizes what these people are doing. But yeah, but I also think it's hard because we don't really know what the account was. Right, exactly. We don't know if they were actually, you know, digging up information or if they were just insulting people because a troll account digging up information about people that they don't want in the public is journalism. And being mean is trolling. Right. So these are not the same thing, although celebrities and people in power have always wanted you to think they're the same thing, but they're not. Correct. And actually, here's here's what I will say. The one post that stands out in my mind from when they were talking about the Reality Vontis account is the one where it was like, oh, my God, Whitney and her husband are swingers and they recruit in the bathroom. To me, the reason that is troll is because it's literally monica probably being seduced by whitney in the bathroom and instead of saying like now nah, i'm good sis but you have your fun she put it online which is a I, I think why i think i think that is a huge betrayal i think finding out there's a difference between right like talk about not being in bed with your subjects there's a huge difference between journalism and like i mean she's not like an undercover cop like it's like she was acting like she was like an undercover like she was undercovering like just actual intimate details of their lives, which is like none of anybody's fucking business. And but, she like, was that's... in that conversation because they were friends. But that's how like world famous journalist Nellie Bly exposed issues at insane asylums back in the 1910s or whatever by going undercover. And it's yeah, just... but that's so different. It's not like that's not like it's not like big news that Whitney and her husband are swingers. Right. That's just private. It's just private. Right, 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 right. So it's debatable, but it is debatable. You know what I mean? Like, it's Certainly. not really, it's not cut and dry. But no, I mean, Molly, if like all the things that we don't say on the AI somehow were coming out on some like account where it was like the real trash of trash, space trash, and you found out it was me because it could only be me who knew that information <laughs> and put it online, <laughs> wouldn't you be like, and I was like, look, man, I'm sorry, I didn't turn it on you. Like, wouldn't you be like, yo, <laughs> fuck off. You'd be so, that, that would be like such yeah betrayal such a betrayal to say the least such a betrayal yeah 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 totally you know so it's like i don't know i don't think that's journalism i think that's just being but sometimes journalism feels like a betrayal yeah but sometimes well that's you know like like, if i kind of yes kind of but 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 journalism i think is trying to serve a higher purpose right right right. well that's debatable too well then i guess what also is debatable is like what is news Exactly. Like, these are all things you can discuss. It's not. These are like philosophical media questions. And the answers to these questions are different at every publication. Right. Correct. Is it serving a higher purpose? The New York Post is going to have a very different answer to that than the New York Times. You know, like it's it's all very flexible. As much as we would like journalism to be completely cut and dry, it is really, really open to interpretation and open to human error. And there's no real, like, yes, there's a rule book. Yes, there are guidelines and ethics, but people bend them all the time and it's going to be okay with some people and not okay with others. Bend it like Beckham's affair allegations. Uh Right. Like some people would have said, this is an invasion of privacy. And other people would have said, well, no, it's not because people buy a lot, spend a lot of money on this guy and the products that he endorses and the games that he plays and they have a right to know if he's a cheating scumbag like you could make that argument you know what i mean and true true could make the argument that whitney rose is portraying a certain image on television to the benefit of her businesses and her community and we have a right to know if that's not who she really is i don't think you would get very far with that because who gives a shit and whitney's image has always 
Whitney's image has always been, I'm the rebellious farmer Mormon. And it's like, right. oh, swinging kind of tracks. <laughs> so okay, whatever. Wait. Two things really funny. One thing that came up for me during this episode that I just thought was like a funny aside. It's so funny because it's like both Heather and Whitney are like flexing about their like ties to like the Joseph Smith community. And like, but it's like one was a bouncer. One was like a bookie. It's like they were like, they, so they were really important to the community, but it's like they're both like, it wasn't like Brian Mormonster of the Mormons, it, but it was like, you know, like he was the chauffeur. He was the, like, the, I feel like they're like the most blue collar Mormon royalty that we got. Yeah. Yeah. That's really funny. And most Mormons are like pretty rich. It's kind of crazy. Right. That's what I'm saying. The it's thing- like they're like rich. They're like rich because they're, the, they're like the help of the Mormons. Yeah. The thing that would make the, the swinger thing really relevant and, absolutely 100% bulletproof journalism would be if Whitney was on the straight presenting herself as on the straight and narrow in more totally and, and if she was using the show as a recruiting like bully pulpit like that's yes, when yes I agree you, I would be like Monica for the Pulitzer but yeah the fact that she is open about the fact that she's a fallen Mormon and that she doesn't follow the rules, it it does just turn it into kind of just a salacious piece of gossip which also can right, be like but yeah but like, right, like we see her pole dancing. It's like, and like her husband was married when they got together and so was she. It's like, this was, she's a bad girl. Yeah, exactly. Just put a pin in, but there's something you have to watch. Oh, just tell me. Have you, have you seen the show Press? It's a British show. No. You have to nope. see Press. No, not at all. It's it's a six episode. Um, Grandma recommended it to me. So, you know, it's good. It's a six episode show. The two, like the protagonist and the antagonist, and then like which is which in the end. One of them is like the managing editor of, and one of them is a writer for, but the two dueling newspapers in London. And it's like, so one is the, the Sunday Times and one is the Post or something. And it's basically like, it's what we're talking about, uh, in narrative story form about like them kind of going after each other. And it's really, as a news person, I would love your take. Wow, that sounds awesome. I would love to watch it. It's that. really good. You know, it's such a bummer. It, it, like, after six episodes, I was like, that's it? And it was like one of those shows where I was like, how does it not go on? The, the, in the UK, it se- or maybe Europe in general, but it seems like all you guys do is miniseries. It's, it's, every show is just a long, long movie. Every show is six episodes and that's it. And that's fucking it. It's like, give me a season two. Give me, an, yes. give me an episode eight. Give me anything. I love when things leave you wanting more. And I have to say, Heather's memoir left me wanting more. I wanted to learn more. Like, she didn't go into enough detail about, like, I think she she presumed an understanding, a base understanding of the Mormon church that most people just don't have. And, like, she did go into what goes on in the temple, which is batshit crazy. Did you know they do secret handshakes to, to get into heaven? Whoa. That's like some Pepper Ann fantasy right there. Like, wow. Like, Right. And whoa. if you want to get into heaven... You have to remember this handshake that you learned in the temple and do it with God when you get there. That's like little rascals being like, what's the high sign? Right. Yeah. But (laughs) that's how I felt with her book. It could have been a lot longer. It also didn't go into enough details. Like she kept alluding to what was wrong in her marriage, being like, he wasn't giving me his all. He wasn't this or blah, blah, blah. We just weren't fully compatible. And I'm like, give me, give me specifics. Like you kind of feel like, okay, either she didn't have a ghostwriter or the ghostwriter was not that good because there's a show-don't-tell element missing. Like, she just kind of is saying, like, the marriage started to hit the rocks. And it's like, how? You know? Okay, a few things. I just want to say, number one, Re Heather and her character. And I do have her chart up, too. I don't get the set. I get. I don't think she would use a ghostwriter. I don't think that's... I think she's really... I think her whole narrative is, like, I'm actually the, like, 
one in control now. You know, like like yeah. I think she's like, no one's gonna ghostwrite my life ever again, right? That's her new tag or whatever. But I get the sense that Heather's also just like not that deep. Like, I don't think Heather like if Heather's not going deeper, it's because I don't think she and especially and maybe this is like I could be way off here, but I sort of feel like if you're born so there's an account I follow actually on YouTube. I can't remember the name now, but it's basically like an expose of the Mormon church, uh, like expat, ex, exmo. Exmo, and yeah, I love when they say that. She's an exmo. And it's fascinating. It's like, here's what the, here's what the, like, the outfits you have to wear when you have sex are. Here's what age they start telling you that you should, like, let men do whatever they want to you. Here's, like, the weird, it's, it's like, it's all really, like, dark and twisted. And it feels so sincere coming from her as, like, an angry, but also righteous, like, you know, uh, like thinker for herself. Like she's doing those videos. Like I, I'm an ex, I'm an exmo, I'm an exmo. So that means, and then it's like, blah, 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 you know, those like videos that are going around. Anyway, yeah. With Heather, I think because her family, her husband, Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live, from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating. They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And her history are all very much tied up in the Mormon church. She doesn't really want to, like, expose it, question it, bash it. She just knows, like, okay, this isn't for me. But I think for her to really look too deeply, I don't want Paris Jackson to ever actually think that her father was a molester, whether he was or was not. Like, I I don't know. Like, sometimes I'm just like, yeah, okay. Like, I, I just, I don't think Heather, and because Heather's also raising, raising children who are also no longer Mormons, but like, I guess Billy, he's the bit, he's a big guy in the mocho. So like, I just <laughs> get where her, like, she's also like, and she's a cancer as a cancer. She's sort of the mommy that's responsible, not only for like being her strong truth, but also for protecting those around her, even if it's, you know, unsavory under the shell kind of information. It makes so much sense that she's a cancer because she is looking for her shell. She is. a hermit Yes, cancer. yes, yes. Like first her shell was the Mormon church. Now it's the housewives fandom. If she loses that, she's also going to be, she's going to be at a loss again. But one of the things I love about her that is really endearing because I really love her. It's so endearing to me that she, even though she knows the Mormon church is a cult, even though she knows it was not good for her and it's not good for women, she still longs for their approval and it breaks her heart every day that she will never get it back again and i understand where she's coming from like i get it you know like even if you know that people are assholes if you grew up 
with those people in a way you want them to just be like yes you're normal and cool you know until you read julia fox's memoir you were literally like i didn't give a bj under the sea under the sea. <laughs> <laughs> she lives in the blowjob house under the sea. <laughs> yeah, and like even the people in my town who were so shitty to me about it, like it wouldn't bother me if I didn't care about their opinion. And totally. Unfortunately, unfortunately I do. You know, right. like right. that's and so that is what I kind of love about her. I just love Heather. She really, I love Heather. I think she's an endearing character really endearing and such a good narrator for the show and a good greek chorus and funny she's funny okay so like can we take a minute to discuss just the production element and how they used heather in this one act play finale Mm -hmm. man it was so funny i i loved the producers for everything about this episode because first of all having heather like standing out there like in her goddess dress like just like thinking and wondering like i just it's it's like even with the fourth wall conversation i can even see it in the production where you can just see the production happening but as somebody who went to film school (laughs) i i happen to love bts production so for me that's way more interesting than fourth wall characters i'm like show me how you're making like there's that there's that so um, visually stunning (laughs) such a great it was such a great it was the best case scenario of production of that story, like how that story could be told for reality TV. Like it was beautiful. It was a work of they, art. Like they like, looked like they, they were on shot. Mount Olympus. No, seriously though, they all are right. They're wearing these like Greek dresses and they're all standing waiting. I don't know if they were coaching Heather or not, but they're like, take as long as you can. But it wasn't in an annoying, like, which one is a bachelor going to dump right now? Way it was in like a she actually was that upset about the information yeah like and then but like the shot where she finds out and it's like the camera like knocks to the floor and it's like a sideways shot of like feet scurrying around and like a towel falling it's like they made it see like i love just thinking of them being like okay get it from get it from here so we just see how much chaos there it's like we know that they were not the, the the scurrying around affects them zero but i love the thought i love that someone just had the thought like put the camera on the ground for this <laughs> we're also getting jolted by this info i just i loved the filmmaking i thought it was very funny filmmaking how about the black eye reveal wait okay that was next on my list okay so you were saying why is heather more mad at monica and my answer was going to be that i think sometimes when and I'm talking out of my ass here. So like, no, like offense warning, offensive warning. Like I'm just being a dumbass, but I am thinking out loud for a drafting. And I also might be really smart. So I don't even know. Okay. That's my trauma. So anyway, also I what? feel that's also, it might be like brilliant and I might be really smart and like me over correcting for that is my trauma. Like, yes, right. Yes, yes. So it is traumatic to be really Molly. Smart, get, yes. d- Molly didn't give blowjobs under the sea and I wasn't annoying on primetime, Glenfield primetime. So anyway, um, I feel like the big reveal is actually way bigger than they're making it seem. And I have some questions for you about it, if it is what I think it is. But I think what we're actually finding out is that Jen was, like, extremely abusive to Heather. Maybe we knew that. I didn't. But actually genuinely abusive, like, emotionally and physically abusive to Heather. So 
it's a lot, again, with the sort of deciding what to focus on and what not to focus on. She's going to be like, Jen's in jail now anyway. That was really hard. That was like the husband. That was the abusive husband she left. Billy was just the husband that was the shell that was a little too small, if you know what I mean. But right. like, like Jen was her real heartbreak. And so Monica coming in, we're now meeting Heather in a really vulnerable place because not only is actually she hiding things, she's keeping secrets for Jen and more hurt by this than we realize. But now Monica who was Jen's assistant is coming in. She's supposed to trust her. And then she's just like Jen 2.0. I think that's why she's so much more upset with Monica. Cause it's almost like, like the person that hurts you after the person that abused you kind of gets the, I don't, I, I know that's like sort of a vague, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't mean yeah. to be an idiot about it, but like, do you know what I mean? It's like, look, I've been hurt before. Like as the trope in every rom-com, you know, like right. I've been hurt before. Right. She's kind of, um, she's kind of, doing what she wishes she had done with Jen from the beginning. Cause Heather. Right. Is, exactly. Like Heather grew up in a cult and. Right. She then ended up kind of buying into the cult of Jen Shaw. Like that must've been so embarrassing for her to. Oh my God. When Can you finally, even imagine? Right. Like when she finally woke up and was like, shit, like I completely bought into this woman's con and she's evil. And you're I- so right, though, that it's actually the same thing where it's like that double. It's like, oh, again, like it, it really is her subconscious trauma showing where it's like and she's a Heather is a cancer son Libra moon. So she on a moon oh. level is like dying just to have everybody like her and to like everybody. And her right. her realizing that she's not a part of this community and that actually she was grew up in a cult and can't trust everybody. And also then that she right. That's so interesting. That's so right that she actually re did that like i would be so curious to know when oh i guess you know because the book when did heather and jen meet i wonder if it was around her saturn return is all i think it was just when the show started and oh so they didn't know each other no and and heather goes through this whole thing where it's completely like boring and not important to the story well i guess to her it's important because she she goes through this whole time where she went to new york with jen and they had this like crazy night out and jen was such a high roller and she was buying everything and she knew all the cool places and heather is like finally i felt like cool again after my divorce so it's like jen really gave her validation and made her feel like she was entering this cool important vip world and yeah, yeah that's yeah, so yeah. important to heather like heather was on an episode uh, a season of real housewives ultimate girls trip where they went to thailand and yeah. it was the moment when a lot of people soured on her which i didn't i still i've always loved her but people soured on her because she was openly talking about how badly she wanted to be accepted by all the other women talking about how they were like the A-list of housewives. And she's like, I'm just sitting here starstruck because all these women are so cool. And I'm like, whatever, that's true. That's who she is. Well, and wasn't she the one too in that, in that vanity fair expose that we read where she was like, even though this is brutal and abusive, I wouldn't trade it for my life or something. It was like, even though like, I've now paid, you know, children's college worths of money for hypnotherapy to forget the trauma. I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else or something like that. Like, yeah, it was an anonymous housewife. And and you were like, that's got to be Heather Gay. It sounded like her. Like, she has a very florid way of speech. And she uses a lot of hyperbole. It really did sound like her. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, now I'm like, you know what? Knowing and thinking about how much she does love 
the housewives world and how prone she is to buying into cults, I don't think she would have given that comment actually. Oh, well, no, I think she would have, because she is, I think she's showing us maybe now she's just becoming, but how truly unconscious, like this is deep within her, her subconscious, this, attachment to it's like the same part of us that's always like why do i always attract the same kind of guy it's like i don't even realize what i'm what, i'm changing as a person what am i still doing wrong it's like what you're still doing wrong is like there's just an underlying you'd have to really do some deep meditation and work on yourself to recognize that there is like uh, you know unconscious patterning and programming like she is a result of programming so for her to even not realize what she's saying when she's saying i love being programmed by the program makes sense because she's not that aware of it it's not it's it's becoming more conscious unfortunately or fortunately depends but in front of our very eyes but i think like her she her her leaving the mormon church was what she thought was like oh now i get it what astrology shows us and what just life is, is you realize like, oh, getting it one time, just because you meditate one time doesn't mean you have a meditation practice. Like Saturn returns oftentimes show us that big chaos, cathartic moment of like, wow, this is now changed. Or like, this is now like the, the, the conscious awakening that I'm having. But then it, you know, then it, there's a whole, there's another Saturn return too that happens after, your first Saturn return and every seven years there's that check-in point where you're kind of being checked like like chest bumped by the universe like okay but are you actually doing the work to really understand and integrate your lessons right she's definitely trying she's trying trying. she she cottoned on to Jen a little too late unfortunately but but like yeah that's so embarrassing to really think that you're like being on reality TV as this member of someone who was actually strong enough and with it enough and trusted her own voice enough to leave and the cult and then herself and from liber- her marriage right. and the cult. And it turns out that actually Jen was cult 2.0 and she. So what do you think actually happened? So so Jen did punch her in the eye. She didn't explain it yet. It's going to be on the reunion. So obviously they're going to it's the juiciest thing. So they're going to wait until I'm going to have to watch that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even this one was really good because yeah. you see Monica lying IRL in real time. Like it's just it's it's a good it's a good watch. It is. It's and just finally, so hard because well, I'll just say this about Monica and Monica's chart. It's like, okay, again, super duper Gemini with an Aquarius Lilith moon. She, like she is like that bad apple, so to speak. And there's also a good side of her, which we're kind of familiar with and can understand too. I think that's where like the abusive mother stuff comes in because, well, did I understand correctly? The mother was the mother on the show or, or she just talked about it. Yeah. She's on the show. So that's not something she's making up. But also some videos leaked of her and her mom talking and her mom talking about how they're both playing a role on the show and how you have to do this and this, but also like if you really wanted to play the part of an NPD mom, that well you would need a doctorate in psychology i think you know what i mean like this woman's not that bright and i think if she's act like she's acting that way the mom i'm talking about it's because that's how she really is do you know what i mean and yes maybe she is playing it up for the cameras and playing up the conflict but i don't know like you just wouldn't be she's literally hitting all of the things in the dsm5 like she's well so i don't think she's pulling that out of nowhere even if she was trying to play a part 
the other thing on our list, not to pivot too hard and, and yeah, just pivot, pivot me right. We're, but we're I feel like, but I feel like what you're describing is extremely similar to this conversation. I watched it. I don't know if you have access to it. The, okay. So it's not Gypsy Rose Lee or Tammy Blanchard. It's Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Mm-hmm. Gypsy Rose Blanchard. There is a lifetime six ep series that just came out. You did oh, not yeah. watch, right? I didn't watch it. It's a little too dark for me. You know, I don't like I, I knew you'd feel that. I, knew, I can give you the like sort of, I kind of felt that and I was like, I'll just update. I'll give you the update. It's a little bit of a bummer to watch this girl be like yassified and, you know, memeified. I sort also. of love it. Like, well, okay. Okay. So this is the thing. I'd like to talk about this because I think, first of all, the underlying through line of this episode so far, if we're just like keeping track of where the Herald's at from like the fourth wall, blah, Julia Fox, Aquarius. Yes. Monica, Aquarius Moon. Gypsy Rose Blanchard, Aquarius Moon. Gypsy Rose Blanchard's mom. Oh no, never mind. I was actually thinking of Gypsy Rose Lee. <laughs> Ignore that. That was a that was a late night thing I sent you the other night where I was like, oh my god, it's meant to be a musical. But um but okay, go back though. Gypsy Rose Blanchard, Aquarius Moon. So what we have so far as a through line of this Herald so far is that astrologically, there's a huge amount of that sort of dissociated Aquarian energy. You're talking about mothers that groom their children. Like, is Monica the reality TV Gypsy Rose Blanchard? No, but I'm trying to make that pivot. So. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. Okay. So uh, thank you. Now, I know what you mean. Re- okay, so a lot of thoughts about Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Here are the few things that I want to, well, what I want to ask you first and foremost, after we discovered it was actually not Gypsy Rose Lee, uh, muse of the musical that we were talking about. So yeah, you're talking about like the memes, because I'm not really online. So from what you've seen since this awakening that we had on New Year's, what do you think the story is? Because I watched a few different things you know i got really into the dark and i know a lot now so what do you know the story right now is just that she got out of jail and she's talking about her husband who's got the same face as her and he looks like her mom uh his dick game and i don't want any part of it oh i forgot okay so i've been so deep in the in the in the gypsy rose story that i actually forgot about the gypsy rose d story and that is so funny so if anybody doesn't know real quick since molly doesn't even want to get into it gypsy rose <laughs> met a guy gypsy <laughs> rose <laughs> met a guy everything is being like are you doing a gypsy app or what and i'm like i think i think i think i'm like we do have a little bit of a teaser i feel bad for anybody i would say anybody that i said listen i said we're on top of it listen to last app I'm really sorry because all we were on top of was us being like, <laughs> so sorry for pranking you, but thanks for the listen. So, but we people haven't asked yeah, me about the story. Yeah. You're going to do her chart for real. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm taking this dead ass. And honestly, her husband has the fire D and she did proclaim it and name it for the world. So, okay. No, here's what I'm trying to say. If you haven't been keeping up with the deep and dark details of this fucked up story, the DDDs. The GGDs as Dizzy Dizzy Daff wakes up from those Dizzy Dizzy Dreams and now wants to suck on those double double Ds. Yeah, Dizzy uh, Dizzy Daff on the double Ds. Hey. So, <laughs> so Gypsy Rose, Gypsy Rose got married 
almost immediately leaving prison. I begged her last half to wait months, but she didn't. And she's now married. And the one thing that she said online in a otherwise very cute sort of, it doesn't matter what people think, honey, message about everybody was basically saying that he's a dork and that they're just trashing him and her. And the internet is just lame, you know? But she made a point of it to go out of her way. I don't even think anyone was even talking about sex. But she was like, and for the record, (laughs) right, like, so it's a little like, uh, so, but they were making fun of her husband. And she said, for the record, no one else knows, but we have the real deal. At the end of the day, his dick is fire. And she said his D, his D is fire. But also, Sarah, she couldn't have learned that until the last two weeks. I'm no, she's souped like she's 11. That's why this is so weird. It's weird because, okay, okay. So I did get deep into the research. Not only did I watch the whole lifetime thing, and you're going to really hate the thing, maybe because they were the Patreon or I, I will have to involve Desi, but I actually watched the whole other side of Natalia Speaks. So put a pin in that. Oh, but like another murder girl. No, that's the, that's the orphan. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The orphan. Who... Did you watch season two? It's her story. This is too dark also. This is the thing. No, no. People keep asking me about this, though. I'll just explain it to you then because it's really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. What I think is interesting about the true story of Gypsy Rose Blanchard is she is the first person in human history to murder mm-hmm. her Munchausen by proxy abuser. That we know of. That we know of. What I also think is interesting is that she didn't commit the murder. She planned the murder and she hired her autistic first boyfriend, he's in jail for life. What? Right. That's no fair. There's, well, that's the whole thing. It Well, there's, there's a lot of whole things. It's not the whole thing, but that's one of the things I wanted to bring to your attention. It's very fucked up to me. Um, Did anyone ever do, and I don't know why I'm asking this, because who would have ever done this besides us? Sinistry of her and Tanya Harding. I, I know. It's a million dollar idea. No, that's such a good idea. <laughs> I love that idea. But wait, wait. we got it. Okay, I'm putting a pin in that. That can be Patreon because that's special. But um, I'm writing that down. <laughs> that is so funny. That is such that's a funny special. thought, Molly. Oh, that is so funny. I would love to know that. Yeah, we'll do it on the page. Patreon.com okay, so- slash Space Trash Podcast. Definitely. So here's the thing. What you need to understand is that she did not commit the actual murder the autistic boyfriend that she met online and then met up with at a cosplay com- cosmicon of some kind convention Ugh. uh i guess the, the larger actual question that i would have for you even without knowing the sordid details of it is what else could she have like it's so funny because i'm listening to all this commentary on it and it's like Everyone tells the story of how fucked up her mother was. She told her that she was like five years younger than she was. She had her um, on chemotherapy treatments and leukemia treatments. She was not sick, okay? And Gypsy knew she was not sick. You want to talk about, no, Jeanette McCurdy should thank her lucky stars, her mom said Disney, because Gypsy (laughs) Rose's mom created a whole theme park of her own okay at and least were... Jeanette McCurdy still has her salivary glands <laughs> right and like 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 that is the thing like they fuck like Gypsy Rose Blanchard actually is oh, fucking awesome and like as a real person I, ha- I keep having to remind myself she's a real person she's in an 
impossibly weird situation, but her life now can actually begin. Whereas her mother's is over and thank God. But also I want to talk about Nick, her boyfriend, because he could, he, we, he could use a good defense attorney. So Who's the thing the, about Gypsy the first Rose boyfriend, the comic con. Yeah. Boyfriend. Yeah. It's like, it's like, come on. He was autistic, but <laughs> I can say that, but like, you know, <laughs> and he was, but that's like, what it was though. But, but that's the thing. That's what the news, the, the, they're like, he was just convinced that this is what he needed to do for love. And the thing is, yeah. I guess this is what I really want to say is that he was right. And she was right. Whatever if happened she, to a crime of passion? That's exactly what I am asking. Like, like actually, and, and well, no, actually, no, I think crime of passion is more like fatal attraction where you like are fucking, you know, uh, ice sheathing someone in their sleep or why, why they're dicks inside you. But like, I think this is more of a crime of passion or of like, of like, of self-defense. I mean, if, if Gypsy Rose didn't kill her mother, she would literally be dead anyway, because then she'd have to just die for the life insurance policy her mom took out. You know? Yeah. Self-defense like, is the way to put it. She was yeah. being killed. She was being brutally medicated and and the and the and the really weird thing that should be the name that, of your memoir, brutally medicated. No, I love it, but um, I actually think white noise is also. <laughs> Jared Freed insulted me one time with that, and I thought it's the funniest shit I ever heard. Jared Freed said on the way we were on tour once, and we were driving back, and uh, I guess I don't know. I was uncomfortable. He and Lisa hated me. I was taking too much Adderall, and I was just basically almost like just reading the signs that we passed, like Toyota, <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> I was just like, there was no noise in the car. Like, I don't know why the music wasn't on. Like, I don't know. I just felt the need to like, so I, you know, I'd be like, <laughs> Trader Joe's, Ulta. <laughs> like, I was literally just, and he's like, you know, has anyone ever told you that hanging out with you is like being with a white noise machine? And I was like, <laughs> I never sat shotgun again. I felt really silly for, for always assuming shotgun. And now I'm like, we're not friends, actually. Like, I... <laughs> We went to Anthony's wedding. My mother's like, are you so excited to see Jared? He's always been in love with you. And I'm like, he was until. <laughs> until he shared a car with you. Until he shared a car ride with me. And he and I really disconnected because it was right before the election. And he was like, it turns out not only was he Republican, but he was pro-Trump at the time. And also, what? that's the thing. That's a, no, Am I being real? No, am I now comedy Von Teese? Like, I don't know if you need to know that. <laughs> comedy Von Teese. Join the Patreon because I'll Von Tease you into telling you the rest of the story on the Patreon. You need to make that account comedy Von Tease. But you would have to go on Instagram for that. So. And I would have to be like Monica, which is to actually share everything I've personally been through and experienced in the through the lens of you guys are fucked up, which is not really me. Yeah, no, you don't care. <laughs> I'm really actually down to clown. You're actually so, like the least person with an axe to grind ever. I'm not I'm really I'm not that angry. I'm angry at like I'm angry at like the forefathers, but like not You're even angry at like rich people in general. Well, yeah, I'm angry at people who waste my fucking time. But then it's like no. <laughs> Be- okay, so I keep watching. Not only did I watch the whole Lifetime series, obviously, I watched a bunch of um, documentaries. And like 60 minutes that had been done in the past. I guess this was a big story. We literally just thought we were talking about everything's coming. So our bad. <laughs> but um, <laughs> literally our bad. Like so funny though. But so. So. The more and more I watch. The more that I'm noticing this pattern. Of hosts. Whether it is 
60 Minutes or online YouTuber that want us to know before they get into the story, they're like, and for the record, we don't condone taking someone's life. And it's like, okay, but for the record, Dee Dee Blanchard was taking her daughter's life. And what the, the like, completely socially inept, different, neurodivergent kid Nick did for love and what Gypsy Rose Blanchard had him do for love actually was for love. And what else? Like, I, I don't know. I'm not saying that I'm, like, pro-murder. But, like, I don't know what... The system was never going to step in. Right. Had no reason to. And, in fact, had reasons not to. No one was going to save her. Except for Nick. And her actual truth, which was, we need to kill my mom. Like, she was right that she needed to kill her mom. Don't you think? My question is, and I'm not trying to blame the victim. It's going to sound like I am, but I'm just... But but who's the victim? Dee Dee or Gypsy? Well, I'm I'm trying to think in terms of, like, what the eyes of the law would say. Which kind of is, like... How do you have the autonomy to take out a hit on your mom, but you don't have the ability to get out from under her thumb? That's what I don't. That's the one thing I don't understand where it kind of makes me see like, obviously, from an emotional perspective. Yes, it completely like her. She she didn't owe her mom dirt. You know what I mean? But but like just logistically speaking, wouldn't it have been easier if you if you're able to take out a hit on someone how are you not able to you know i don't know well because you gotta watch the lifetime doc but like like first of all the really confusing thing and i think similar to a lot of what we read with Jeanette and Brittany and and julia is like the confusing thing first and foremost is that she loves her mom right and And i'm sure the, the other thing that's really hard to remember is they probably had some good times too they absolutely did and i mean in, i mean mom this is where it's like yeah maybe we should switch to patreon and we can do it tomorrow but like i understand the feeling of being again full herald but like whether it was julia fox's dad printing guns in the living room because actually that is the future or <laughs> my dad losing our house but us living there for free for 15 years there is something about being there's a as a kid that loses stability but then like what gypsy rose's mother was doing was criminal genius it just yes there was you know a casualty it's the daughter like but actually what gypsy rose blanchard's mom did was work the fuck she salt burned gypsy she works the system she was like oh if my daughter is like all sorts of crippled i can get tons of money this was a bitch who was never gonna work she was played out by her 17 year old boyfriend talk about statutory rape full herald here we are but like creepy yeah creepy creepy like so uh, this woman was actually not only was she taking care of her and her daughter the only way that she quote unquote knew how 
But she also was kind of smart about it. it. She was just crazy, right? Like the thing that she, the fact that I I realized how to how to hustle marshals in order to survive. It's like wow, how interesting! What a creative thinker. But like also <laughs> just like tarot cards to survive, right? All of all of them, all of them to give away. <laughs> you know but actually i'll say this about the julia fox book it made me feel better when she talked about the rush of stealing because i was like oh yeah that is how kind of it feels it's like just knowing there is a security in knowing that you can get away with whatever you need to get away with and i i really felt that i don't know why i'm the only white girl who never felt the need to shoplift i mean i literally didn't until like covid that's dude totally and i never smoked a cigarette in my life i'm telling you i was a really good gal Okay, how old do we know how old she was when she killed the mom? Yeah, so she was 23, but she thought she was 18. Okay, so I guess the, the, the answer from a more sensitive, more traumatized person would be she didn't think she could get out from under her mom's thumb unless she killed her mom. Abs- no, no, no. Like, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Like, it, it was not, it, yeah. It, it was, was not, it, it, and it wasn't possible. And her mother it wasn't in the realm yet. Her mother's life's work was even if and when Gyp- so like gypsy is a horn dog that's the thing about the d post that nobody understands like you're like why is that being posted and like what the thing about gypsy that has like seen her through and through is that she's a horn dog and she has had sexual awakenings throughout her whole journey of being suppressed and the one thing that she and i relate to this but the one thing that she did find a way to figure out how to do was fucking fucking bathrooms at, at conventions and shit and I love that about her. And I think it's fucking awesome. And like, also, she talks a lot now about her uh, painkiller addiction. And it's so interesting to me that she's talking about her experience with addiction when the truth is she's been on a tons of drugs her whole life. Under the so guise really- of needing them. Right. But knowing, but, but that's the thing. She never thought she was sick. She knew she was her mother's, like, she knew she was playing a character the same way that Monica maybe knew that she was. Like, okay. What's her chart? Tell me her chart. Gypsy Rose Blanchard is an Aquarius moon, Leo sun, Leo sun, Aquarius moon. Okay. So she deserves it. She, she wants to be yassified. She's meant to be free to yas okay yeah for sure and she's been noified and she was the star of the show ironically enough even when her mom was faking all her illnesses well that's the really embarrassing thing it's like yeah right relax stage hand (laughs) (laughs) yeah the backstage makes the production happen sure yeah and you're all bisexual that's so great and she now is like famous because of it well, right. And like Monica without this storyline ain't shit. And Raquel without that storyline ain't shit. And like she really ain't shit. I mean, Monica is magnetic at least. Raquel is oh my god, she's like a glass of tap water. She she did the that I guess I I want to just ask for sympathy at this time for the people who make like desperate bad moves as somebody who's done it mm-hmm. all the tarot decks why did i do that and i don't want any of them i give them all away i'm giving them to homeless people and they're like stop they're like i don't want the shit so <laughs> i'm like it's worth 15 dollars <laughs> jesus 
it's like the law isn't always on the side of what's right. And I think that's what's really hard. Justice and the law are not the same. And like part yeah, of the you can't hu- kill people. We we do Well, but so that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You can't kill people, but like actually, as Gypsy's friend, I kind of feel like she had to kill her mom. Right. And like, would I kill someone for Daphne if I Yeah, you fucking would. They deserved it. Yeah. I would Thousand percent right. you would. But I would but I also think we need to have those laws because if you're if you're allowing some people to kill people, then it's like, well, who gets to decide who gets to kill people? Well, that's like right. That's, that's like the, the whole slope. thing. Right. It's that's why like I'm there does sure, need to be Yeah, like that's why it's you can't say, Oh, this person shouldn't have had a surrogate because she wasn't ill enough, in my opinion. Like she didn't have enough of a medical issue. It's like, well, who decides? Like that's do you know what I mean? Right. To, to right. The medical issue. The, the, well, yeah, but even back to the Chloe Kardashian, the medical issue could be, I'm finally ten. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, which yeah. I totally get. And okay, so I right. won't finish and the Julie Fox annoying. Book. Like, yes, it's annoying, but you for can't, sure you can't create a system where there's not complete freedom in terms of who can do it because it's just really hard though because where does the like. Where does the like sort of more human element come into litigation in terms of what the murder and everything? Yeah, like Nick, I want to just say Nick, her first boyfriend, he's not a murderer. He's not going to just be convinced to murder someone else now. That was a one off and it was a bad choice when he was a kid. Yeah, you're so right. That's bullshit that he's still in jail. Bullshit. I'm so sad for him. Yeah, that sucks. All right. And like he was just being a nice boy. Yeah, nice boy. We're going to continue this on the Patreon. We're going to do her chart. And with... we also got to get on the Patreon. We got to get into Natalia. Oh, God. That's even more depressing. I think keep it light. Tanya Harding, Gypsy Rose Blanchard, <laughs> Sinister. And a little bit of Natalia if you're a darkie like me. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Space Trash Podcast. We love you all. Uh, let us Happy New us- Year. It's weird. It's a weird time. Things are just kind of getting back. Up Wait, how's running. Ireland? I guess you could tell me on the Patreon. Yeah, it's good. I really like it so far. But like I said, like this whole stay home mom thing is hard. It's hard. Well, I think it's really hard without like ladies who lunch. Right. And I can't like she's at a stage. The baby is at a stage right now where I need to be really militant about her schedule. So I actually can't just be running around and like forcing her to adapt. So it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's fine though. It's good. The the great thing is we have a ramp. We don't have stairs. Oh my God. This is, don't even, Gypsy Rose, if you're listening, I just feel like that's what Gypsy Rose got to and, and, and her mom had to lie for it. Yeah. We got a free ramp. How did you get a ramp? I don't know. I guess because this building was <laughs> renovated. You know how when you renovate a building, you have to bring it up to code? Oh, yeah. And they were like, okay, we now actually acknowledge the infidels. That's, right. Like, the you actually have to have a ramp. And the other thing that's really annoying, though, <laughs> is the the doors are all fire doors. They're really anal about fire doors in the UK and Ireland. I don't know. Maybe it's like a European thing. So every single door in this apartment slams shut behind you. And I'm like, oh, I hate that. Oscar's going to get bifurcated. He is literally. Oh, that's horrible. Get lunched in one of these doors one day. And also, like, if I go into the walk-in closet, there's a walk-in closet, which is amazing. But making it, making it. If I go in, it's I'm I'm in a dungeon now. Like, I can't. 
Look, I don't even want to peer pressure you or make you feel insufficient in any way. But after watching Smother, I'm pretty clear that the goal is a home in the countryside with the cliffs and the ocean. So, like, oh, yeah, we're... This, this is just in transit. You're just in transit. Yeah, we're only here for three months. And then we're yeah, moving, yeah, moving yeah. Little, we're moving to a beachy little town, but... That's that one the vibe. No, that's the Irish vibe. Yeah, but that one doesn't have a walk-in closet. But it's okay, because I've never had one before, and I don't deserve and it. And it's fine. Not No, you do No, I do deserve it. But do you want to know the funniest thing of all? All these doors in here are driving us nuts. The door to well, the entrance doesn't close automatically. It's the only door, the front door to the wait, outside world. it stays world. open? It stays open. You have it's to your- pull it? Yes. That's oh, so backwards. I know. And the freaking <laughs> everything else. And, like, I have a baby, so I want to... Like, when you have a baby, you really have to pee with the door open. Like, if you're going to the bathroom, <laughs> you need to leave the door open so you can watch the baby wherever you're leaving yeah. it. Yeah, And yeah. I can't. I had to buy door stops because these freaking doors, they just close. That's insane. It's really weird. Well, also, <laughs> also, does does Oscar freak out every time that, like, even if it's a door slamming down the hall or, or downstairs, like, I feel like every time a door slams, the dog reacts. Well, the good thing is it goes slow. It goes fast, 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 slow. Do you know what I mean? Like they, yeah. they built in right. some sort of mechanism. I don't know. So that's good. How annoying though. Yeah. But okay. Everyone let us know what you want to hear us talk about because it's a weird time of year. Everything is just getting going. I did want to talk about the Golden Globes too because I felt my Same. soul come out of my butt when that guy was bombing up there. I felt so bad for him. So bad well, for him. And it killed me how everyone online who is like trying to be funny on Twitter was like you know, dunking on him. And I'm like, go get some stage time because you will fucking bomb too. 100%. It's so easy to sit on Twitter and dunk on somebody. Well, and it's also so easy to be on a reality show and dunk on your all of your castmates. So like, fuck you, Monica. Yeah, we'll see you you guys in a couple (laughs) On the Patreon. No, we'll see you on the Patreon. Patreon Patreon.com. Slash Space Space Trash Trash Podcast. Space Trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.